right, honey. Let's brainstorm what we're going to do for the witty banter of the podcast. Right. So, do you have anything special in mind? No. But, see, this is what is called the calm of the brainstorm. Oh, this is the calm <laughs> before the storm. The calm before the storm. So this is the part where our minds are furiously working. Although, if you look at us, it looks like we're not working at all. Okay, so I have an idea. Okay, what's your idea? Let's all meditate. Um... <laughs> Welcome to Bavoshdan, everybody. My name is James. And this is Sana. And we are happy and delighted to be in your earballs once again. Yes. We are getting ready. The flight is booked from Vietnam to the United States. Long-awaited visa has been finished processing for, well, we got it in the mail two weeks ago. And um, now we've just been getting ready to ready to go. And so our flight is booked for this Thursday. We're recording this on Monday the 10th of October. And the flight is booked for Thursday the 13th. So What a lucky number. Yes, we're flying on Thursday the 13th. <laughs> Thank goodness it's not Friday the 13th. <laughs> I'd be really nervous. Awkward, yeah. Yeah, be really nervous if it was Friday the 13th. But it's Thursday the 13th, so we can live with that. I preferred if it was 17 or 19. Why? Because seven and nine, they're good numbers. Okay. Lucky numbers. So why would we have to fly on the 17th or 19th? Because seven and nine, it's uh, the seven and nine is there. Okay. Well, maybe there's something else we'll do over there on the 17th or the 19th. Anyhow, this is James and Sana struggling for stuff to talk about on their podcast. Welcome to the show. What are you looking forward to? What's one thing that you're looking forward to when you arrive in the U.S.? I really want to go into a house that I feel comfortable and convenient. Will a apartment located on a junkyard work? It doesn't matter where it's located, inside <laughs> uh -huh. the house. Okay. I should be able to organize my stuff as I like. Yes. Otherwise, I'll get sick. Yes. The place where our home is for the time being is uh it's a nice it's a nice property and you've seen it it's a nice property and the home itself is lovely it's really nice inside and i think you're gonna like it eventually yeah. with therapy <laughs> you'll see yes if I feel like I'm getting sick, I'll go for Airbnb until you figure <laughs> out something. Until I figure something out. All right. So we're flying into Washington, D.C., Dulles Airport, and then we're going to rent a car. A luxury car. A lu <laughs> we don't deserve luxury. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't know. We, we had a flight booked, and we, we, I realized, man, we only have a two-hour layover in Chicago. And we just didn't know how long it's going to take to go through customs and immigration. So we decided to change the itinerary to fly into Washington Dulles so that that's 
our entrance into the United States, and then we don't, we're not worried about how long it's going to take to go through customs. However long it takes is how long it takes. We're not stressed out about clear TSA. clearing TSA. You don't have to clear TSA. All you have to go through is customs and immigration. Oh. Anyway, anyway. Every immigrant has to go through TSA. Well, you have to go through customs, but that's not TSA. No, but every immigrant yeah. with green card, yeah. they should go through TSA. You have, to go through, you have to go through the border patrol or whatever they call it. It's very important that you understand these alphabet agencies in the U.S. government. I thought immigrants have extra checking in at TSA. I'm saying that this being your first time entering the U.S., you're subject to a higher level of scrutiny. Right. So we didn't want to risk having some sort of delay with customs and immigration, and then we're stressed out about are we going to make our flight and we'll get stranded somewhere, and then we'll have to book another flight and dealing with luggage in a hotel. We just didn't want to deal with it, so we changed it. So we're flying into Washington Dulles, and then we'll rent a car to drive down to Virginia Beach, take the, the scenic route. I'm going to show you Maryland and the eastern shore of Virginia. It's lovely. Are you going to drive all the, the whole way through, like six, six hours? Yeah. Because I don't have... You don't have a driver's license. Yeah, my international driving license <laughs> expired because Vietnam, they don't have... Oh, okay. They don't have that requirement. Yeah, they don't yeah. have contract for international licenses. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course I'm going to drive home. And then uh, we'll get you your license as soon as possible. It will be good, but I don't feel good driving your car. Driving my car? Mm. Because of the spring that's going to fall out? Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. <laughs> This is the second time this has happened with my car. My car is old. It's a 98 Mercedes E320. And um, four years ago, I was driving in uh, one of the tunnels in the Chesapeake Bay, and the coil spring fell out of my car. It just fell out in the tunnel. And I was about to... You I, I didn't panic, but I was about to embark on a long road trip um, and I had to turn back, go back to Virginia Beach and uh, got it fixed and it went, went fine. But now the other side of the car, the coil fell out. So this is a recurring problem. But I think that's just what happens when a car gets older. Things start to fall off. But then you just like James. <laughs> yeah. But the magic of, an, of, of a Mercedes is that it's a very high quality car. And so if you just you just have to do basic maintenance and upkeep and it, right. it, I don't see why it's not going to last another 20 years. You have to do some maintenance there. <laughs> in the car. In the engine. Yes. Yes. I see where you're pointing, honey. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it rated PG at the most. I want to talk I want to pick your brain and this is totally brainstorm. Thank speaking of brainstorming, but Sana is a highly accomplished educator she's everywhere she goes she's taught all over the world and everywhere she goes she is the highest rated held in the highest regard by both her students and the faculty and now that she has more or less left professional academia for the time being we'll see what happens when we arrive in the united states she has ideas, and they're totally, total brainstorm ideas right now. But basically, I want to pick your brain about some of the things that you have 
uh, in the works to teach because we have our mobile app that we have available to host courses and, and whatnot. So what? tell us about what is in your mind right now. It doesn't have to be the final product, but what is going through your mind right now with some of the courses that you want to teach? We know you're not going to teach a course on how to chew your food because you're doing that very poorly right now. <laughs> I basically chew the difficult part of the bone and give the soft part to people to digest. That's my job. You what? See, it's more philosophical. It's too deep. Okay, can you start that over? Start that analogy over. Right from, I, I lost you at chewing the bone. Yeah. Okay. I'm able to chew the bone. Okay. Make it soft for others to be able to digest. And what is the bone? Like the material? Yeah. Okay, so you'll take the hard stuff and you'll chew it up and get it palatable for people like me who yeah. have a hard time grasping things. What is the hardest bone you've ever chewed? Um, I think... Okay, this is not a module that I taught, but mm -hmm. this is a module I took when I was studying bachelor degree. It's okay. called industrial accounting and Oof. financial accounting. That sounds painful. Even up to today, I have colleagues who teach this module. They are struggling teaching it. <laughs> yeah, that. So there are very few people who are really specialized in it. Sometimes maybe you, this question will come up. So how the bankers and all these financiers people work if they have struggled with this type of a module? Mm -hmm. It right. sounds tough. Right. They're every day struggling as well. They have to be really professional. They've, they're well practiced. They have to know transactions and everything. I, I'm, I'm not an accountant or finance major. So right. <clears throat> I remember I failed my introduction to accounting. Why I was taking it? Because we were, we were not studying accounting or finance, but it was part of the major we had to get those credits to pass um so we have to study introduction uh to accounting to be able to pass accounting one accounting two and industrial accounting so i failed the introduction but finally i got it accounting one and two i got barely c minus industrial accounting i got a <laughs> but after that i never wanted to see accounting again <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's the most difficult part, and I would never, ever want to teach it, nor finance. But it's very strange, because I remember a few months ago, some of my some of the students at the uh, university I used to work came to me, and they're struggling, again, about this financial account and stuff. And I started looking at it, and I could recall some of the, you know, uh, transactions and stuff like that. And it immediately came to my mind, how hard... Maybe 15, 20 years ago, I was working on it. Even right now, mm -hmm. I completely erased it from my mind. I still could remember something. Right. I start having hope on my brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. But um, I think what what I would like to more work on is um, not something that is too difficult and not something that is easy, but something that is really required today. Uh, by any organization, specifically my expertise, hospitality, tourism, aviation, events, uh, which is service quality. Mm -hmm. Because 
um, in 21st century. Forget about pandemic and everything like that. Uh, if if you are if you do not possess a sound service quality strategy, your organization is basically you're leading it to fail. Hmm. Uh, all those codes, oh, customer is king, queen. If they you know spit on your face, take a tissue, wipe it off, and smile back and still serve them, that doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, world is changing because of all these uh, factors in the environment, like political, legal, technological, environmental, um, and so much more economical. And one way or another, they directly impact the way operations working. And even a nuclear family, small family like ours, day to day, whatever we do, they have impact on us. So I want to basically look at all these subjects um, in a way to see how we can make use of them to have effectively positive impact on the process of operations in uh, hospitality, tourism, aviation, or MICE, which mm-hmm. is meeting, incentive, exhibition, convention, or exposition. And um, how as a result of this positive impact, how can we maximize the profit? Because ultimate goal of every business is to maximize profit. Otherwise, mm-hmm. why are you in the business? Right. That's the first question. Right. So that's my purpose. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Now, how I'm going to put it into maybe, I don't want to call it lesson. It's not lesson I'm giving. I'm going to say it's like uh, sharing some of the wisdoms and knowledge that I got through experience because... In service industry, you do not learn anything by reading, writing, or listening to lectures. It's experience. learning by doing. Right. Experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. So how I'm going to make it a proactive learning by doing via podcast. So I want to create and innovate strategies that can be applied through podcasts so students and professionals also mm-hmm. when they hear it they can immediately see a formula uh, for gaining success in their work day-to-day task mm-hmm. because we don't have to really always go for the bigger vision sometimes mm-hmm. your future success comes by accomplishing your small goals goal vision and then the mission mm-hmm. Just right. like pizza. When you buy a pizza, you don't just hold the whole circle of it in your hand and give a big bite. Yeah, you yeah. always okay. cut the pizza into six yes. or eight pieces. And then you take one piece on your plate. <clears throat> again, use a knife and fork and make pieces that is biteable. Yes. Okay. So that's yeah. what I'm going to put into my podcast. Wonderful. And the, the courses or the podcasts, whatever you... We, they're, they're going to be audio lessons that will be delivered on our uh, mobile app that we use. It's a service called Learnistic. But basically, hit the, hit the icon on your smartphone and it opens up and it just opens up to our space. Mm-hmm. So you see the Learnistic icon on your iPhone. But once you click on that, it just mm-hmm. automatically enters into uh, our, our – it's totally branded for us. So I have a sh- story to share for you. And first of all – if you're interested in anything that Sana is going to be teaching, none of the courses are ready at the moment, but they will be ready and she's going to be working on them uh, 
soon. Uh, if you if you want to stay abreast of what Sana is going to be learning, uh, go to learnfromsana.com. Learnfromsana.com. And you can enter your email address and be kept up to date as to what courses are going to be offered from Sana. Now, my story is like what you're talking about is accounting and statistics and everything. That it was the bane of my existence. I mean, my goodness, that was, I have, I had the worst time with statistics because I never, I was never really into math when I was in high school, right? I was always into music, the arts, um, that, that, that's just the way my brain is wired. It's always been wired that way. And anything requiring <clears throat> analytics or mathematics is just not my forte. I've found a way to survive in this world without having to rely on uh, being familiar with things like algebra and statistics and whatnot. So I was going for a, a bachelor's degree from Regent University. And I'm at this point, I'm in my early 30s when I'm doing this. 32, 33 years old. And one of the main uh, core requirements for the degree I was pursuing was statistics. I had to do it. I was majoring in government, political science, and I had to take statistics. And I realized, uh, like, all of the courses I did were online, but I, I realized if I try to do statistics online, I can't, I can't do it. I have to do this in, in a classroom. Um, so I contracted with a local community college in, I think I was, I was in Kentucky at the time. I think I was in Kentucky. I can't remember, maybe North Carolina, whatever, wherever I was. Um, so I found a tutor and I took the classes in the classroom and I had to get 60% just to not get an F, right? 60% so that I don't have to give the money back <laughs> because I used the GI Bill for, um, for, the, for my degree. And if I got less than 60%, I would, I would have to pay back whatever the government paid to the school. First time taking st statistics, I passed with like 60.4%. I mean, I was so bad. I just could not grasp it. I hired a tutor and I just, it was just so awful working with the algebra and I, I I never really took it in high school so I just didn't know what I was doing. I was totally out of my element. The theory and the writing part of the degree was great. That's where I excelled, but stats was not it. So I'm in this position where if my uh, if this course is going to transfer to Regent University where I'm getting my degree, I have to get a C. They won't accept anything less than a C as a transfer. So I have to take it again. And not only do I have to take it again, but I have to improve 10% on my grade. And so I'm cramming. I am stressing out. And long story short, I end up getting like 71% the second time through the stats. And so that is my story of st uh, statistics and industrial accounting. That is not my forte. Uh, so, but the rest, the rest of the courses that I took in my college, I got A's and B's, which is pretty good considering I was employed full time. 
and taking courses on the side. So that is my story regarding finances and uh, uh, <coughs> statistics and math. Not my thing. Yeah, statistic is not easy. It's very difficult. It requires <coughs> logic and common sense as well. Well, you, you have to you have to be in in a groove. Like if like me, I was playing music for a living in the military, and I was you know taking courses in um, religion and things, and then all of a sudden I'm in, I'm I'm like a fish out of water taking statistics. Now, if I was taking statistics all the time or re- courses related to st- stats and all of, and then I have to take stats probably wouldn't have been a big deal because I would have been in the frame of mind of I would have already had some refreshers but I was I was just thrown through thrown into it just because I had to do it and truth be told here we are 14 13 14 years later I don't remember one thing that I learned in that course either of them not one thing. Just like my mom says, I am 45 years old and I still don't use algebra. <laughs> you are 56. I'm not 56. So that is our stories of um, courses and stats, industrial accounting. So again, that's not going to be the only thing that Sana teaches. She's going to have all kinds of stuff being taught, and I'm going to pre- be preparing courses. We have a course on starting a podcast from nothing and getting it fully functioning in 60 days, in theory. It's called post- Podcasting Zero to 60. So if you want to check that out, just go to podcast0-60.com. So this is our business, folks. We make podcasts, and we make uh, material that people can learn stuff. So, oh, honey, you yes. forgot. I forgot what. And we are going to have series of conferences where everybody can see us. Yes. Face to face. Yes. I mean, these are not really big conferences. Small, mm-hmm. maybe symposium or roundtable. Sure. Uh, after a few, maybe podcasts. Yeah. Those who are effectively listening to it. Yes. They can join into a discussion, and we can, um, you know have a Q&A session uh, followed by some workshop I prepare for them to better understand some of the topics that I have spoken in podcast. Uh, apart from that, I have something in mind that I would like to share, and uh, that will be um, having a part of a session that we meet uh, for those who are interested to uh, sit together, brainstorm a topic of research where we all can, uh, you know, write up. It could be three pages of research, up up to 10 pages, 20 pages, 100 pages. And we will source some international publication or conferences where we can go and present for 10, 15 minutes and actually publicize it into those international journals where it could be available for people around the world. And I don't want to sell those. And my purpose for that is not to earn money. Mm-hmm. I want everybody in the world, wherever they are, use those publications free of charge. Great. Nobody can charge because education, as I always said since I was 15 years old, education and medicine should be free and for all. Okay. 
Wonderful. So as I said earlier, all of these ideas are they're, they're ideas at the moment. So, and we don't have any well, like a strong call to action as, as far as how to follow what Sana just talked about. But uh, if you want to get in touch with Sana and learn about what and just be updated via email when things are available, just head on over to learnfromsana.com. All right. This has been fun, sweetheart. Sometimes we sit down at these at the table and we don't really know what we're going to talk about, but we end up somehow coming up with something interesting to talk about. Yes. And so this was fun. Thank you for sitting down with me and recording with me. I appreciate it. I always sit with you and record with you. Okay. And I It's first time. And I always appreciate it. Never. It is first time you said that. <laughs> Wow, yes, improvement. <laughs> all right, and we appreciate you all pr- pressing play on our little show, and we will be in your oh, earbuds. Oh, wait a second, okay, honey. We're not done. We're not done. Are you going to join me tomorrow, or are you going to stay back? Join you where? As Phyllis. Mm, I'm going to stay back. As Phyllis is our cinnamon's wet. Cinnamon is our puppy. Yeah, 4.5 kilo. <laughs> so... We got special permission to get Cinnamon to go on the plane with us. We got her classified as a service dog. Yeah. Although we're not totally clear on what service she actually provides, but that's fine. It, they put something there. I didn't yeah. see. Allergy? Like allergies, or if you faint, then she'll alert the authorities. Yeah. Because nobody's going to see you if you faint. Yeah. We need the 4.5 kilogram poodle. Yeah, because it's long flight. I can be sleeping and I faint and nobody will know. You're right. You're right. And she is attuned to that. She absolutely is. She's very alert. If I say help, she become alert and walk around me here and then watch everything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we'll be in your earballs very soon.